really excited to be joined by a guy who I really want to ensure that the faithful get to know. That's why it was really important to have you on this podcast, Carrie Hyder, a 49ers defensive lineman who has helped step up, especially with the number of injuries that we've seen along the D-line. But before we talk about that, Carrie, I want to talk about this past Sunday's win, a divisional win against the Los Angeles Rams. Tell me a little bit about that. Going into Sunday, was there a message around the team or a sense of urgency heading into Sunday night football that this win, this game was imperative for this 49ers team? Uh, I think it was. We didn't put out a good effort the week before. and We just attacked the whole week knowing that we needed to show what kind of team we were. So I think we just went into the week with a with just a point to prove. And I think we was able to uh, come together and have a good win this past Sunday. Carrie, what was the mood in the locker room after this win, especially coming off of that game against the Dolphins? And then you get this win over the Rams, a divisional matchup where these teams have gone back and forth for a number of years. But what was it like? Paint us a picture. How are guys celebrating? How are they feeling? Um, it's a good feeling. You know, it's just we, we was able to show what kind of team we was and show that we're not, you know, we're missing a lot of guys and everyone's kind of down on us. And I think we just wanted to come out and, and just play well and play well together. So a lot of people have been talking about what's the identity of this 49ers team. You look back to last year, they're coming off of that Super Bowl loss. The team lost a few key guys, but also got some new pieces, and that also includes you. Uh, coming to this team as somewhat, let's say, the new guy, uh, what was your impression of this 49ers roster, this 49ers team, and has that changed at all? How has that developed? Well, I think the standard was set. I think um, a foundation has already been built here, you know, and we have such great leaders on the team. I was able to just come in and kind of fall in line. So when the standard is set, you kind of got to kind of live up to that. And, you know, with the guys that was here before me and the guys that played last year, they kind of, you know, showed me the ropes and let me know how it was supposed to be done. So tell me a little bit about your relationship with 49ers defensive line coach Chris Kasarik. Uh, you guys were together during your time in Detroit when he was out there as well. And and I always say Chris Kasarik is one of my favorite people because he is so passionate out there during practice and on the field. You can hear him from yards away. But but uh, how's you guys' relationship? Well, you know, he's the kind of coach that wants the best for his players, you know. And when you work hard, he uh... – he appreciates it, you know. So uh, we kind of built a relationship just by, you know, just me just working hard and him wanting me and me accepting that he wants me to be a good player. So he coaches me hard. He coaches every player hard. And, you know, that's kind of how we built our relationship. I work hard. He coaches hard. And it's, a, it's kind of a good, good relationship. Do you think that that's what makes his system so successful, what makes it work? I mean, he's been a part of some successful D-lines uh, dating back to his time with the Lions. I think this was 2014, the year before you got there. But uh, that defense finished second in the NFL in total defense and third in points per game. And then you look at what that what he did to this 49ers D-line last year during their Super Bowl run and, and what he's been able to do this year. Um, what do you think? What is it about his system that seems to work? Uh, I think it's a testament to him. I think he uh, coaches every player the same. I think no matter if you're a pro bowler or you're the last guy on the, on the rotation, he's going to coach you the same way and he's going to expect you to be able to do the same thing when you go into the game. So I think that's where you see guys that you might not, you haven't heard of, you know, come in and make plays and, and come and play well. It's because that, 
he coaches everyone in the same. Everyone, you know, if we're in the, if we're in the league, we all have, you know, some type of talent. And he's able to, you know, to, to get that talent and get, get that out of you and get, get you to work hard. Kerry, I want to talk about your career. What's kept you motivated despite facing, you know, a lot of adversity throughout your career? You've dealt with the highs and you've dealt with the lows, but what's kept you going? Well, I, I always, you know, I've, I've accepted a long time ago that um, but everyone's journey in the NFL is a little bit different, you know, everyone. And I always believed that I was a good player. I just, you know, I felt like I just needed the right opportunity in the right situation and I could, I could show that, you know. And um, I never doubted myself and I just felt like if I just get on the field and I can just make some plays and I make people may begin to notice, you know, so. It's just my belief in myself and, you know, and other belief in other coaches believing me, like like Chris and that kind of thing, you know, always kept me going. Well, it looks like it's paying off because Kyle Shanahan and defensive coordinator Robert Sala, they always say that Kerry Hyder is always around the ball. How do you keep your motor going throughout the game? What is it that you, that instinction, that instinctiveness that you know where to be? Uh, I just have to feel it, you know, and, you know, you're, you're, my thought process behind it is, like, you only get 16 of them. You only get so many plays, you know, guaranteed. So I just try to try to make every play I can and try to be around the ball as much as possible, you know. Uh, like, growing up, I always felt like if I can be in the camera, then that means I'm working hard, you know. So I just try to work hard and, and try to not waste any reps when I'm out there. Well, Carrie, it doesn't seem like you're wasting any reps. You currently lead the team with three and a half sacks and 11 quarterback hits. Is this how you envisioned your arrival, your time in San Francisco being when you signed with this team in free agency? Um, I, I, I expected to play well, but, I, you know, not under these type of circumstances. You know, I just, yeah. you know, I, just, I plan to come in and play well and contribute in some type of way in some type of fashion but uh you know never did I think that at this point I would have been like the starter or something like that I just kind of felt like I would be a contributor I would come in and I would just you know help guys out and make an impact where I could you know and now fast forward you're one of the prime contributors on the D-line and and as we talk to guys like Eric Armstead and DJ Jones they've all brought up your name you've been one of the guys in the room that people look towards but Let's talk about this D-line as a whole. When people think of this 49ers defensive line, names that come to mind are the Nick Boses, the D-4s, and rightfully so. But I want to get your take. Who's maybe an underrated guy that people should be aware of? Somebody who who might not get all of the, the credit, but uh, in the room has really been making a difference and making strides forward. Man, we have a lot of guys on the D-line, man. The whole group is is making strides every week, you know. Um, you know, Kinlaw's growing, is growing every week, and Kevin Givens is growing every week. Dion's playing well. Um, it, the entire group, I think, like, you know, we had some big names before. I think you're going to see more of a group effort, more of a more of a, uh, a unit that's attacking you from, from as, a, as a group, you know. You just brought up his name, Javon Kinlaw. A lot of fans, of course, very – uh, interested to see they're enamored by uh, a rookie talent, a first round talent uh, joining a D line and, and wanting to see him 
uh, progress and see how he performs. But I want to get your take. What have you seen from him? How have you seen him develop over these last few months? And also with that, where do you see him going? Well, he's a hungry player, man. And he's like hungry for knowledge. He's hungry to do well. He's he's really a talent, man. And I'm excited for him. He's he's getting better every week. He's and not to say he's not already better, you know, he's doing he's just doing a great job. And I'm excited for his career and what, where it's going to go for him. And he has the passion for it and he has the mind for it. So I know he's, he's going to do great things. You love to hear it. Well, let's look ahead a little bit. Week seven this Sunday, uh, heading to Foxborough to take on the New England Patriots. Um, I know you guys are still in the beginning of your, your game planning, but I just want to know what's the mentality of this team. You know you get this win against the Rams, and now you're looking ahead and you have this gauntlet of games that lie in the next six weeks. But what's the mentality of this team to continue this momentum and beginning with this Sunday against Cam Newton and uh, the New England Patriots? Uh, just attack the week. You know, we have to – you know, after not putting out a good showing the week before, we went into the week with a really good focus and, and a mind state that we were going to, you know, that we were going to play different, we were going to play better. And then we have to carry that over to this week and every week going forward. We have to just attack the week and understand that every game is going to be a fight and we just can't beat ourselves. And I think that as a unit and as a team, I think we're, we definitely have that same mindset and that's what we're, that's what we're going with. All right, Carrie, before I let you go, there's one last thing we got to talk about. And I do this every single week with each guest that we have on the podcast. And we talk about my favorite thing in the world next to football. That's food. So here's what we're going to do. Each week we have our guests talk about a specific item uh, that you can find that's from the city that you are playing against. So this week, obviously, you know, going to New England, we're not going to talk about clam chowder. We're going to talk about a lobster roll. Have you ever had a lobster roll before, first and foremost? I have. Okay, great. So you have had one. Okay, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to break down each item you can find in a lobster roll, and you are going to correlate that item to either a player or a position group on the 49ers roster. Does this make some sense? Okay, all right. Okay, perfect, let's let's get right to it. We're gonna start off with the bun, the hot dog style bun. What is holding our lobster roll, our 49ers lobster roll together? What position group is it? Uh, yeah, I gotta say that's Fred. Ooh, that was okay. Linebacker group, Fred. What is it about these linebackers that make them hold this thing together? I mean, they, they run the show, man. They put us in the right position. Uh, they tied in with the D-line. They tied in with the back end. You know, they make the engine go. Okay, perfect. I like that. Okay, so what about what about the butter? Butter just adds that flavor. I put butter on just about everything, probably too much butter. My cholesterol is probably through the roof. But who's bringing that, that flavor and that smooth butter? Being the flavor, well, how many more ingredients do I have before I start? <laughs> have butter? That's a really good question. That's a good question. So, you have butter, lemon juice, and lobster meat. And then, if you want to like have salt and pepper on it, but that's up to you. But we okay. have butter, lemon juice, and lobster meat. Okay, the butter. Okay, um, I gotta say, um, that's our DBs right there. That's that's our corners, JV, and them. 
That's uh, that's our DBs. They bring the flavor. They uh, no, I, I, would, I would say our safeties. That's bringing the flavor. Okay. Yeah. I like I like, okay. Yeah, safeties, man. They they bring the butter. They bring a little flavor to it. They they covering people and they hitting people. <laughs> Okay, perfect. I like that. Okay, what about the lemon juice? It has lemon juice on top. Um, who's bringing that tang to our 49ers lobster roll? And that's the corners right there. That's the corners. That's the corners. Tang. Okay, and finally, I mean, the reason you come to get a lobster roll is for the lobster meat. Uh, who is bringing that protein? Who is bringing that seafood flavor to our 49ers lobster roll? That's the D line. The D line. Uh, we the meat man. If we're not, if we're not playing well in the run, it's gonna hurt the backers. If we're not, if we're not doing good in the pass, it's gonna, it's gonna hurt the DBs. You know, uh, if the lobster's not good. Everything else probably is not gonna taste well. It's not gonna taste that good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me.